And good evening, I'm Rick Dancer. Welcome to Get Real with Rick Dancer. And tonight we have a topic I've been wanting to talk about for a long time, but could never find anyone brave enough to do it because it's asking a lot of people um, to do something like this. Um, so I am really excited to do this tonight because I think it could help a lot of people out there who are being taken by what's called catfishing. Um, catfishing officially, if you want to know, I looked it up so you're not just looking at mine. It's the process of luring someone into a relationship by means of fictional online persona. So these people use other people's pictures um, to then present themselves to women or men and uh, pretend to be them, suck them in, and then try to get money out of them. And unfortunately, they do end up getting uh, quite a bit of money out of a lot of different people. So it's a uh, terrible thing. And we're going to talk about tonight, uh, that tonight with uh, someone who I'm going to bring on in just a second. But first, we want to give uh, kudos to our sponsors because we couldn't do this without Buck Sanitary Service. And let me show you. <clears throat> I'm telling you. Buck has the nice toilet. These are shower facilities for weddings. They use them for firefighting, all of that kind of stuff. It's awesome. And, uh, they're out there to serve you, and I'll tell you what, Scott and Lisa just like that we do stuff uh, on topics like this, and that's why they sponsor. Look at that one for weddings. I mean, that's a pretty fancy outhouse for a wedding. So that's Buck Sanitary Service, they're one of our sponsors, and we'll bring our others to you, of course, in just a few minutes as we keep continuing on here. But I want to bring on our guest tonight, and this is Tara. Hi, Tara. Hi, how are you? Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Can you hear me? So, you are um, obviously not from Montana or Oregon, <laughs> unless you come from the southern part of Oregon. So you live in Texas. Yes. So tell people, tell people um, how this all started, because you became, um, you were being catfished with my picture and some guy, and the guy's mo is I've heard this same story, the same guy a number of times. So why don't you start and kind of just tell people what happened? Okay. Well, um, I've been married for a long time and, um, I've been emotionally starved. So in January I was sick with COVID for three weeks, literally in the bed for three weeks. And I had a TikTok account, um, which I had created to make videos and a gentleman reached out to me on TikTok and I started talking to him. Anyway, one thing led to another, and he told me he was an international uh, oil producer on a platform in Norway, and, you know, we just shared a lot of information, um, and it got, it got heated over a time. I talked to him, like, for three months. Um, we went 24 hours without talking because uh, we text all that, I mean, all the time, you know, like, my 12 o'clock was supposedly his morning. Um, my five o'clock was supposedly his lunch. I mean, you know, we just text all the time. And he said he couldn't make phone calls because of the gas, that it was a hazard. Uh, the, the cell phones was a hazard. He did make two video calls. They were very short. Um, um, then 24 hours went and I didn't hear from him. I got a picture from him and he was supposedly in the hospital on the platform. And he sent a picture of a burn person 
which he said was one of his colleagues, said that a, a gas pipe had, had blown up, knocked him out, burned this other gentleman. And that's how Edmund kind of got started. And so then he said, he asked me to walk, he walked me through his bank account because he said he needed money to, and that his internet connection wasn't good enough to get on and do this transfer. So he literally walked me through his bank account or supposedly his bank account, um, which I told him I wasn't comfortable with doing, but I did it. And so uh, supposedly I transferred $22,000 from this account, which I don't know what account it was or whose account. I don't I have a clue how, how they do this. But anyway, so then he, he needed that for filters. He sent me pictures of fil the filters coming from a helicopter. A um, lot, of, lot of pictures on the platform and what he was doing. He was supposedly the head honcho. It was supposedly a contract, which I know all this now is not true. Um, and that he was going to be home and be finished March the 30th. Um, so he said he needed some more money to pay for something. And so he tried to walk me through his bank account again and it wouldn't let us do it. So then he said that the bank had shut his account down until he could physically walk in it. He said he was from California until he physically walked in. So, so. By the time now, just for my audience too, I want to make sure people like if you're somebody says, why not cross reference with all social media platforms? And what I want to be sure people that I mean, there's good questions. And somebody else said, you know, you can do image Google and you can reverse image, which is what you finally ended up doing. Right. Yes. Yes. And how did you I, find out about that? Well, I had the bank telling me because I I actually transferred money for out of my account. I did a transfer to an account in Australia, a bank in Australia. The first time. The rest of it was because my bank said, uh-uh, this is fraud. Everybody told me I had my head so up in the clouds that I did not listen to anybody. And and I sent the rest in Bitcoin and the Bitcoin gentleman told me, you know, I, of course, I just said, you know, it was for personal uh, investments. Um, so now that he knows, he said, why didn't you tell me? Well, I didn't tell you because you would have stopped me, which I should have told somebody, but I did. So, so in, in all, in total, it was $180,000. Yes, but it went to two gentlemen. How does it, when it... Is that what kind of keeps people from coming forward because of the shame? Probably because I'm very embarrassed because I'm not an ignorant person. I'm a very intelligent woman and I got sucked in big time. And I mean, everybody told me, my good friends, um, the bankers, the Bitcoin guy. I mean, I didn't listen. I just, I was so caught up in the romantic part of it because I was so emotionally starved marriage for so long that I just craved it and I wanted I thought it was true and then I put your the photo of you because uh, I was researching stuff uh, finally because I can't I had something on my shoulder going this isn't right this isn't right and so when I put your photo in it pulled you up and I'm like and this was just a week ago <laughs> a week ago yeah, so no. 
But look yeah. how good he is in this picture, even though he photoshopped it kind of half-assed and you weren't paying attention closely because you were in love with this guy. Exactly. He puts her picture in the little photo over here in the back like that. Um, so, so for my audience, I mean, I've been dealing with this for like 10 years. My wife and I spent 5,000 a year for three years trying, working with a company who said they could get rid of them and didn't. So we stopped, um, and they weren't scamming us. They just couldn't, they got some, but they just couldn't get enough. If somebody didn't use my name, they didn't have facial recognition that they could get them. But years ago, 10 years ago, I think I told you this story today when we were talking on the phone, a woman from Boston called me. And she had cross-referenced and found me. And I went online and I just, it's the first time it happened to me. And I just said, hey, whoever's doing this, knock this shit off. And two days later, I got a bouquet from FTD Florist. They delivered it to my office in Eugene, Oregon. And it was a bouquet of lilies and had a note in it said, we're sorry for your loss. Watch yourself. We're watching you. Um, scared the hell out of me. Called the police. They came in. Nothing they could do. And I get women writing my wife and saying, do you know what your husband's doing? Do you know he's two-timing on you? Um, she doesn't, you know, she's not buying into it. But but it's a constant, you know, and 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 then I put this out that there was gonna, we were going to do this. And tons of women on our page are, are people who that's how they found us is through this whole thing. But I thought it'd be really good for you. So the emotional thing is really what gets you sucked in. And you, cause you think this guy is in love with you and you just- oh, Well, you, of course, all the rights. I mean, the stuff they tell you, I mean, it's, it, it, you just get sucked in. If that's what you're needing, anybody that's a, a widower or emotionally starved, it's, it, I, I never thought that I could, uh, you know, I did. I'm embarrassed. You know, I feel ashamed. I had to tell my husband. I had to call him down here and tell him what I did. Um, you know, because he needed to know. He's going to find out anyway, you know. But it's just, uh, first of all, they rob you emotionally. And then they finance, they rob you financially. So you get a double whammy, which is pretty tough. It's, it's. It's taken me a while. It's going to take me a while to recover mentally from this. Um, and and people kind of, and that's the question. People say, how did you fall for this? And it's just because um, you were at, they, they figure out these people are good. Um, a lot of them are in Nigeria and I'm not being racist for all you that like to cry race. I've talked with them. They're Nigerian young men. They have no money. And they, and what's so funny is then they come on and try to be my friend. They try to work me. And be my friend. And then they come on and start all of a sudden, well, hey, can you give my dad's in the hospital? Can you give me money? And the first time I talked to him a couple times, I kind of went back and said a couple things. And then all of a sudden I realized, you know what, Rick, you're getting lured into this thing. You're not going to do this. So now they come on, hey, you're my friend. And I'm going, no, I'm not your friend. Click and bye bye, because that's how they do it. So you just can't even start up a conversation with these people. Well, they so asked me, I'm going to interrupt you just a minute. No, you do go. They first asked, they asked me if, if I had hangouts and I'm like, I don't know what hangout is. So they said, go download the app. We can go over there and we can talk, you know, chat more privately. So if they ask you it, to go to uh, WhatsApps or hangouts, just delete them because they're, they're taking you over there to scam you. 
because that's an easier way. Cause I, I find that with people trying to scam me on different things too. And, and, and just, you know, for the record, this doesn't just happen to women. Cause I've had, uh, I've had gay well, men do the, the same thing. Happened to them. Yeah. Because I sent them photos. So I, now I'm like, great. Now they're probably using my photo to scam men. So. Yeah. And it's not hard to do. And it, it's kind of funny whenever you see a picture come on. <clears throat> and now since I've been scammed so much, I mean, not scammed, but used as a scam, I'll see a picture. Somebody come up, Hey, I want to be a friend. I'm looking going, I wonder if that's really them. <laughs> yeah, because I joined a couple of dating sites and, and every one of them, because I put the numbers in the truth finder and every one of them shows up no information found. So they're everywhere. They're everywhere. It's, I mean, like, it's freaking, I'm like, I feel like I'm on a different planet. It's because, you know, when you haven't been single for like 33, 34 years and you're out, you start getting out in today's world, it's a whole different world than what, what, what it was 34 years ago. Matt Kendall says on here, yeah, those are apps, the ones they're trying to get you to, what's up, and the, they, they erase your history or hide it, and they encrypt messages so they can hide your information, uh, <clears throat> whereas you can't do that on Facebook and others like that. So that's uh, why they try to get you over there. Okay. Um, oh, my well, gosh. The other, I had another guy calling me, and he told me his son, you know, his wife died, and his daughter died, and you know, and then he was telling me all this other stuff. And I said, look, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm in love with this other gentleman. Uh, he's supposed to be back March the 30th. I'm going to meet him. And this other guy said, I'll wait for you. You know, it's not going to work out. So I had two of them working me. And he sent me photos <laughs> of a kid laid up in a hospital bed. And then he was saying, he's going to die. He's going to die. I'm going to lose my son and da, da, da. So I sent him money for his son for an operation. <laughs> I'm just like, I got double whammied because, I mean, you know. I, I had a woman call me and her mom was like 72 or something. And she was sending the guy hiding behind my picture like $5,000. Um, and she and so I actually called on the phone and had to break this woman's heart and, um, and tell her it wasn't me. It was somebody else who's just using my picture. And, uh, and we have people on here saying they were engaged to people. They're not dating. They haven't dated for three years now. It really, it really takes a toll on you as a woman, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because now it's really messed me up as far as trust. I, I, my trust is like <clears throat> I used to be very trusting. Now I don't. I'm like mm, I don't know. I don't trust too many people anymore. <laughs> well, but I, I do know. tell before we before we finish, I got a hold of the IARP fraud department, and. Um, I have the number. I also have the website to the FBI because I was told to file a report with the FBI. I called the police department here and they said they can't do anything, which, you know, right. I mean, they should be able to because there's a bank where some of the money was transferred to in Australia and there's $14,000 still sitting in the Bitcoin machine because I told them that I had the FBI on it and I think they're afraid to go get it, but I can't, I can't retrieve it. It'll just sit there forever and ever and ever. Um, also, they said to call your attorney general in your state. That's a good idea. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. I think that um, what I've done to people, just guys, because they'll contact me or somebody gives me a number and then I've said to them, you know, I just, um, just so you know, the FBI's on to you and they're looking for you and that get that scares the hell out of them. Um, yeah. 
but but they're they're relentless, especially these folks from Nigeria. Um, <clears throat> just absolutely relentless. And the person that's doing this to you with my picture with the oil rig story, that one has that is I've heard that like 50, 60 times. Uh, the same oil rig thing, and he say, shows the same picture of me and my daughter, which I don't have a daughter. But it's well, some- I never sent me a daughter photo, just photos of himself. And uh, and but the other gentleman sent me the picture of his son, who was supposedly in a private school, a boarding school in New York, went to Denmark, fell down some stairs, yada yada yada. And like I said, you know, it's all bullshit. And I just had my head so up in the clouds that I just didn't pay attention to anything. So, so what's, what's the hardest part for you? Um, the hardest part, probably just being emotionally devastated, <laughs> lied to. I mean, you know, it's like believing it, I guess. I don't know. It's all hard. It's embarrassing. It's, it's uh, you know... I didn't mind coming on your show and doing this. If I can help one person, um, you know, it's worth it, you know, to me. And if people don't talk about it, it's never going to go away. Right. Is it hard to trust yourself now? Uh, No, it's not hard to trust myself because it's like, (laughs) no, no, you do it to me one time. That's all. (laughs) I'm good. (laughs) So. What do, what do you say to your friends? I said, well, I had my head up my butt. <laughs> They're just like, we told you, we told you. I said, okay, shut up. Leave me alone. <laughs> so, where, so where do you go now? Like, okay, so, you know, the internet is just a really bad place to date. Yes, yes. No, they have a, they have a dating um, company here. In fact, I have an appointment there. And they do everything in-house. They do background checks. They take the photos in-house. They match you up. So if you have something like that in your area, that's what you need to do. You need to stay off of all this, this, these apps on the computer. I mean, it's not like it used to be. It's yeah, because and the hard thing on my end was that they, um, I people would show me stuff on dating sites, and they'd say there's naked pictures of you on this dating site. I can't go on the dating site because I'm not on it. And obviously I'm not going to go on a dating site because I'm married and I'm happy and I'm not going to go looking on a date. Like, oh, well, honey, the reason I'm on the dating site, you know, it gets a little weird. But now Nicole says men in person are liars too. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it, it just makes it hard, you know, for future relationships, you know, trust the trust part, you know? Yeah. So. Well, Tara, thank you for being brave enough to do that. I really do appreciate it. And um, I'm sorry that that happened to you. And it feels, you know, it's so weird to be the person that people, um, you know, like I said, my wife gets phone calls sometimes, nasty phone calls from people. I'll get things going. I know who you are and I know what you're doing. Do they know who you are? And I'm going, no, you don't know who I am. <laughs> you know? Well, I'm glad I found you because, um, you know, it's, it's good to know, to, to be able to talk like this. And, well, and doesn't that kind of help? I mean, don't you think it kind of helps to just, be able to go, okay, I, I made a mistake or two and, and you don't have to do this, you know, save yourself. Right. right. And I'll give you the numbers. I don't know when you want to get off or you want to contact me that you can put up there for the website for the FBI. And, uh, you know what you can do, Tara, if you want, 
you can go right in and and the comment section and when you're when i take you even off you can just put them in the comment section put the fbi number and that and people will get them from you okay 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 Okay. Yeah. again and thank you so much for being brave enough to do that i think a lot of people are being helped by that there's a lot of folks talking on here Good, good. That's great. All right. Okay. Well, All right. You too. Thank I'll you. I'll see you again sometime. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Wow. That's a brave woman. Um, I seriously, like I said, I've been trying to get somebody to come on and talk about that for as long as I can remember. And I've never had anybody take me up on it. And I really appreciate that because I think a lot of you, <clears throat> and plus to know if you have, um, if this has happened to you, that you're not, a, you're not stupid. Um, we all fall for things because we're in different places. And I think, you know, with COVID and, and stress and all this stuff, we, we all have our moments and lapses and stuff. And it's just it's really sad when it's not only your heart, but also your finances. Um, and, um, you know, there's a special place in hell for these people and um, they will end up there. Um, and then uh, they won't be able to use anybody's identity because God will know. <laughs> God knows everything. <laughs> so you know who else knows everything? My friend Lonnie Woodruff. If you are like somebody who is just really tired of your life, um, you're working for the man or the woman, and you just want to get out and do something different, um, he's a business advisor. And I know that sounds like, well, what's a business advisor? He can help you sell your business, or he can help you start looking at what you might want to do as a possibility if you're a dreamer open this door into a world that people don't even know exists and all of a sudden here's all these ideas and businesses and thoughts and and uh and you could change somebody's life that way because they had no plan in owning like a bike shop or a granite shop and now all of a sudden they're doing something they never knew that they'd love both those cases those guys weren't looking for those businesses they bought but they fell in love with the those businesses and they're actually both doing really well. And that's what I do. I'm kind of that dream maker, you know, and that's, uh, I'm easy to talk to. I listen to the buyers, I listen to the sellers and, um, you know, just through conversation, I kind of figure out and, and even sometimes we look at a few businesses, I'm not going to twist your arm into buying, make, making you buy something you don't want. I'm just going to help you find something that's going to be a good fit. And that's more important to me because I want to, I want you to be happy with your purchase because this is going to be a big part of your life for a while. And I just had a call from or an email from a lady today going, that Lonnie guy, the dreamer man, <laughs> how do I get a hold of him? So people are really looking for that and kind of trying to get that, uh, that out there in their lives. Uh, we also want to tell you that Dr. Michael Bratlin's another one of our sponsors. He is hiring right now. He is so busy because so many of you like the fact that he stands up for your rights and your freedom. Uh, that you're leaving your dentist and going to him. Well, he needs people at the front desk for part-time and also sterilization tech. Um, and all you got to do is go into his office and find out more. And so well, let me show you his office. This is Dr. Michael Bradlin from Chris Dental. Thanks to patients like you, my dental practice is thriving. As a result, we are in need of a couple more team members. If you or someone you know is either a dental assistant or has front desk experience, please come by my office and we can talk. Candidates must be hardworking and have excellent customer service. Patient care is absolutely our number one priority. And best of all, your vaccination status is your business, not ours. I knew this story was going to hit home because a lot of people are coming on here and going, thank you for doing this. I appreciate you doing this. Um, I have someone testing and trying to get me to go over to hang out. Thank you so much for the warning. Tara, did you hear that? So somebody right now, I don't think she has her volume up. 
but um, you just save somebody from falling for that. Um, and you guys, again, she's going to be putting up the numbers for you that she has for the FBI and uh, places you can also get help. And then again, look, Matt Kendall put up there um, or someone, I think it was Matt, um, how to go in Google and just transfer that. If you see a picture, Google can transfer, reverse that and find out who that really is. And that's how people are finding out. Well, in the news tonight, Bill's got some stuff that's going to irritate you and, ex and excite you and um, irritate you, too. Good evening from the News Radio, 1120 AM and 93.7 FM KPNW Studios. I'm Bill London. I co-host the Wake Up Call, 6 AM to 9, Monday through Fridays on KPNW. And here's a look at some of the stories we're following. Well, of course, we're right in the middle of election season. And finally, somebody is asking a substantive question of the candidates that are running in the primary for governor. And it was the Oregonian. And what they did was, and unfortunately, they didn't ask all the Democrats or all the Republicans that are currently in the primaries. They just cherry picked a few of them. But they asked them what I consider to be one of probably the most important questions that you could ask a candidate. And what the Oregonian did was they asked each one of the candidates that they chose to share in 200 words or less what stood out in Oregon's COVID response and how they would govern as the pandemic continues its uncertain path. I think that's more than a reasonable question. Well, as one would expect, the Republicans were typically fairly negative in regards to the, the way that Governor Kate Brown, the Democrat, handled it, uh, saying that they would go a different way. What was interesting was the difference in the answers between the two presumptive leaders in the Democratic primary, which would be former House Speaker Tina Kotek and State Treasurer Tobias Reed. So I'm going to I'm going to read essentially what their responses were to that question, how they would govern as the pandemic continues its uncertain path and what stood out in Oregon's COVID response. Now, Tina Kotek, who has been called Kate Brown 2.0, pretty much carried the water for Governor Brown. She said, quote, there are a lot of Oregonians walking around today alive and well because Oregonians followed the science, wore a mask, and got vaccinated. There was no playbook for how to respond to the crisis. No one had perfect information. And while a lot of the public health measures weren't easy, we should be proud that Oregon fared better than most of the country. But our state agencies certainly fell short in some areas. The failure to handle unemployment payments at a time when so many Oregonians lost their jobs was unacceptable. We are going to need to manage life with this virus for some time to come. So we need to make a plan to keep our communities safe and prevent our hospitals from being overextended. As governor, I will consult with experts, read the data, be consistent and be clear, especially if we're faced with new variants and potential surges, and weigh the physical health, emotional well-being, and economic impacts, impacts of every decision thoughtfully. All right. Now... Here's how Tobias Reed answered. I will be guided by science in any decision we make in the future around the pandemic. I think following the science, especially at the beginning of the pandemic, helped make Oregon one of the least impacted states in the country. However, 
I do think we made a mistake in having bars and restaurants open before kids were back in school. As a parent of two public school students, I saw firsthand the impact. Many children's mental health suffered and test scores and literacy rates dropped significantly. We are going to need to spend years helping children make up for the learning loss and supporting our teachers with the resources they need to dig out of the hole. It's clear there should have been much greater priority placed on keeping schools open with proper masking, testing, and ventilation to keep everyone safe while continuing our kids' education and social and emotional development. In addition, the state and legislature could have done a much better job ensuring agencies like the Employment Department and the state's housing agency were equipped to handle the predictable surge in applications for assistance. We must restore trust that our government can handle important programs that Oregonians in need rely on. And while, of course, Tina Kotek mentioned the problem with the Employment Department, she failed to mention that it was under legislative purview that upgrades were never made to that particular system on her watch. Tobias Reed pretty much implies that. Well, Oregon's roughly 38,000 state government workers enjoyed another year of wage growth in 2021 with their median pay well above the state's overall workforce and more employees for the state earning six-figure salaries. The gains came as some Oregonians in the private sector lost their jobs and lost their businesses while state employees enjoyed notable pay raises in the first fiscal year of the pandemic. A huge range of state jobs include everything from, say, janitorial work to investment managers to running the Oregon State Hospital. Anyway, taken as a lump or a group, the median base pay for all state workers, about $64,800 in the fiscal year that ended June 30th of 2021. The thing here is the median state salary is almost guaranteed to be higher because the numbers that the state provided didn't show any data indicating which employees work for less than a full year. So that's obviously going to have an effect. In contrast, Oregon's median wage for jobs in the private sector in 2021 was $44,900. Now, mind you, when I say the state workers were making on average 64800 this doesn't account for benefits. Now, according to the employment department data, 5,618 state employees brought in a home base pay of at least $100,000 in fiscal year 2021, which was a 23% increase from the previous year. Well, when you factor in overtime and other pay like vacation payouts, You've got almost 7,300 state workers earning total pay of at least 100,000 in 2021. On top of this, state workers this year, by December of 2022, are going to receive another 5.6% cost of living raise. And according to Oregon government's own analysis of state worker compensation, they said that state paid employees have highly competitive salaries and benefits compared to, well, the private sector. For instance, let's take a look at some of the bennies. Besides the high salaries, 
uh, they have heavily subsidized health insurance plans for which a state worker pays $19 a month to insure their entire family. Then, of course, you have pensions and the like. So, when you get right down to it, since 2020, at least up to fiscal year June 30th, fiscal year 2021, state workers received a 3% cost of living adjustment, and on top of that, what they call step increases of 4.8%. State government in 2021 spent $3 billion on employee pay. The previous year, $2.8 billion. Well, the Oregon State University Board of Trustees have approved rate tuition hikes for the 2022-23 academic year, including 3.5% in increases for returning undergraduates and 4.5% for new undergraduates enrolling in the fall. Oh, the Oregon Housing and Community Service Department has now said that it's made over $319 million in emergency rental assistance payments to landlords on behalf of 48,300 Oregon households since the U.S. Treasury made the funds available. And while the state touts that number as being a, a very impressive and a sign of a government efficiency, let's look at it this way. They haven't even processed half of the total applications they have which is 105,000. But yet, oh, we've got all this done. And Ron Wyden addressed the ongoing war in Ukraine with a visit in Eugene over the weekend. Wyden said the U.S. has ended normal trade relations with Russia, but he says right now if there is an American company doing business in Russia, they pay taxes to the Russian government. And he said his next steps are to punish those businesses by taking away their tax breaks. He says he's hopeful he can accomplish this because he has the support of both sides of the aisle. Wyden is on the Intelligence Committee and <laughs> says he believes Russian President Vladimir Putin saw the war going a lot differently. All right, that's a look at the news. Rick, give us some Monday real. I love how Bill goes, intelligence. <laughs> It's all in how you inflect and what you do as you want to make that happen. So lots of comments on here tonight. You guys are very active um, and I appreciate that. Uh, keep using your voice. I understand you guys had some snow in uh, Portland and uh, Western Oregon today. Idaho also was reporting in with snow. So was Washington State. Um, here in Montana, I can tell you we had snow on the ground about maybe that much. Uh, but the forecast is saying up to 10 inches by Thursday. So we'll see what happens. I'm sure in Texas, they aren't having snow, <laughs> but we never know. Uh, and thank you for being here. And Tara, thank you very much for um, coming on tonight and sharing your story so that other people can understand that you're not alone. Uh, you're not the only one. Um, so uh, four inches in Washington, Dale says, Gary says no snow right now in Eugene. Um but yeah, that cold front just kind of came across the Pacific Northwest into Montana, and I saw that it was heading on up. Uh, Portland, yeah, I see that, Matt. Um, Portland, I, I had somebody on the phone today, and he said, can I call you back uh, because all the power's out in my neighborhood because the heavy snow. Um, and that's one thing really cool about Montana. They're, they're ready for it. <laughs> you know what I mean? You would, oh, there's coming down right now. You would never have snow stop very much. Um, there was some construction that's slowing Kathy and me down when we go into to town. 
and they had to start late this morning. So it stopped them a little bit, but I was really happy about that. Um, and people are writing now to Tara, oh, you lost $150,000, Ray. Oh, I'm so sorry. Um, yeah, lots of stories. And um, yeah, if anybody wants to talk about this again sometime, we are more than happy to do another show on that. All right, take this. Um, what you can do is share it on your page for me. That really helps the more of you. If everybody on here just shared it on your page, it really helps us get the word out. We want to thank Buck Sanitary Service, one of our great sponsors. Um, if you're looking for a party or a place and you need outhouses, you need toilets, you need showers, you have a wedding, you're looking for an outdoor venue for this summer, check out with Bucks because they've got everything and they're nice. They're really super, super nice. Um, I also want to thank Transworld Business Advisors, Lonnie Woodruff, um, helping people's dreams come true. If you want to sell a business, you need to start a year ahead of time. So you need to be, if you're thinking, ah, in a year we might want to do this, you need to talk to him now. If you're thinking of just changing your life, you need to talk to him to help him dream with you. Um, and then Dr. Bratlin, if you're looking for crowns or anything like that done, he's your man. I come back, when I come back, I'm going to go in and see him and get my teeth cleaned because um, he's my dentist. I'm going to keep him as my dentist, even though I live in Montana. I'll just fly home and do that or I'll fly back to Oregon. That's not my home anymore. <laughs> All right. Have a good night. I will talk to you tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, we have uh, film producer Ryan Welch, Bob Welch's son, uh, just produced a really amazing movie about a year ago. Now you can see it. You can find it on streaming services. I'm going to show you a trailer tomorrow night, and then we're going to talk to Ryan about that. Also, it's Elements Health Club uh, tomorrow night, their night. They're having a big Easter egg hunt on the 16th or this weekend. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Also, a lot of new things going on at the gym. They'll talk about Kim will be here to talk about uh, health. And we'll have the health question from New Leaf Hyperbarics. Uh, we're going to have the healthy question where you get 10% off if you answer the right answer. It's all tomorrow night. I'll see you then. Bye-bye.